return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Brother Levi, come on up. Uh, Let's welcome him, all right, as he comes to share here. Amen. Hallelujah. Papa, thank you so much for... The opportunity to share God's word. Amen. Pastor Jeannie, I love you. Thank, thank you for all the opportunities that you've given us. It's been a wonderful training for us. And we don't take it lightly. So thank you. Amen. Is everyone doing well today? All right. And thank you for coming tonight. Jesus is wonderful and we will have a great time. Praise God. All right. So. I want to finish very fast today, so you have to follow me. All right, so I'm going to be talking about the good fight of faith. Did you know that God has called us to fight a good fight? Amen. That's a bad fight. Fighting with your spouse is a bad one. So. God has not called you into that one, but he's called us to a fight, a fight of faith. Amen. And you have, to, you have to fight the good fight of faith. Yes. The Bible calls it a good fight. Praise God. Yes. And, but before I go into that, you've got to understand that we're, it's, if the fight of faith is not a fight against the devil. Yeah. Because God, Jesus defeated the devil Amen. for us. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. You've got to recognize that. So I want to open my teaching today with Colossians, the first scripture, Colossians chapter. Jeremy, do you have Colossians chapter? Two, yeah. It says, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. He has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Is that that scripture that I have there? That's not the right, that's not the right scripture. Okay. But I'm looking for the scripture that says, uh, Colossians chapter 2 verse 14. Is that what you have? What, what translation is that? New King James. I think, yeah. It, I'm looking for the next verse. Go to the next verse. We are at the right place. Verse 15. He says, Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Praise God. He's talking about Jesus. He says, He disarmed principalities. What that means is that he rid them the power to harm you. He made a public spectacle of Satan, triumphing over them in it. Praise God. So Jesus already defeated Satan for you. He's not asking you to defeat the devil again. You don't defeat a man who is already, defe- who is already defeated. Praise God. Let's read Hebrews chapter, Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14. Do you have that? It's that inasmuch as then as the children have partaken of the flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same that... Through death, he might destroy him who had the power of death. That is the devil. Did you see that? Jesus destroyed the one that had the power of death. 
Did you know that Satan has no power of death? The devil can't kill you as a child of God. God, Jesus rid him of that power to do so. He could do that. But now, when you are born again, the Bible says that Jesus is the one who holds the keys of life and death. It's in his hands. Your your life as a Christian is not in the hands of the devil. Praise God. But God has called us to a good fight. Praise God. And I'll, I'll be reading from 2 Timothy chapter 4, the verse 7 to 8. Oh boy. Paul said this at the last part of his ministry when he was rounding up his ministry. Look at his testimony about God. He said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Praise God. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Papa, I remember... When I was a teenager, a friend of mine gave me a magazine by Billy Graham. I think it's called The Decision Magazine. And that was my first time of seeing this scripture. And I'm a teenager, and I said, what what a man. Paul was able to say that he had fought a good fight. He said, I finished my course. What God has asked him to do, he said, I finished it. I have kept the faith. Henceforth. There is lay up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at the day, at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them who also that love is appearing. And I, and, and I look at that scripture and I said, I want to be able to say that someday, yeah. that I've fought a good fight. Yeah. I have finished my course. I've done everything God has asked me to do as a teenager. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. So we, we have been called to fight a good fight. And let's, let's read another scripture in Timothy. Paul talking to Timothy about 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 18. Paul's admonition to Timothy is that this charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. It's a fight, the good fight of faith. So somebody might be asking, what is a good fight of faith? I told you already, it's not a fight against the devil. I'm not trying to defeat Satan. But the fight of faith, Jeremy, did you get that written down for me? I said, the fight of faith is not a fight with the devil. It's a fight in your heart to overcome the challenges that you have faced in life. It is a fight you must win. It is forcing your circumstances To comply with the infallible word of God. So I told you that God has already given you the victory. He's already made you victorious, whether you know it or not. Every Christian is victorious. Every Christian has the glory of God. The, The life of a child of God is from glory to glory. We are not trying to get glory. We move from one level of glory to the other. Do you understand that? So, we are not fighting against Satan, but we, the fight of faith is forcing your circumstances to comply with the word. Your victory, like for instance, let's take health for instance. God has, do you know that God is not trying to heal you? You've got to understand God's word. God is not trying to heal you. He's already healed you. God is not trying to make you prosperous. He's already made you prosperous. You are not the one sick trying to get healed. 
You are the one who has been healed. And you are stamping on the promises of God. You are insisting on your healing that God already made available in the gospel. That's what the fight of faith is. You've got to understand it. If you don't, it's like, have you ever tried to find something that you already have? I mean, it's happened to me sometimes. So, like, maybe I have my keys in my pocket, and I'm searching everywhere looking for the keys. You will never find it. You can go everywhere. You won't find it because it's with you. All you need to do is look inside, check inside your pocket. It's in there. That's, that's the thing with healing and, and the things, all the blessings that God has made available in Christ Jesus. We are not those seeking them. We are not struggling to make them happen. They are already ours. All you need to do is insist on them. Amen. Insist on your healing, for instance. Praise God. So, let's, let's, go, to, um, let's go over to uh, James chapter 1, verse 16. To 18. I want to, I want you to see a, a verse of scripture in, if you have the message translation, I would like you to see it. It says, so my, my dear friends, don't get thrown off course. That's the construction that I want you to see. The, the, the plan of the devil is to throw you off the word of God. Yeah, it's to make you lose your confidence in God's word. Yeah. That's his job. Yeah. So James says, don't be thrown off course. Maintain, maintain your focus in God's word. Continue to look in God's word and stand on the word of God. Amen. So let's say you have a condition in your body. The doctor said you are sick. I said, okay, that is, you're not denying that they say you're you are not feeling well. All you need to do is God, God's report. I'm going to believe God's report. God has said in his word that by his stripes I am healed. So the report might be saying something different, but I insist on my healing in the name of Jesus. Yeah, that, that's what Paul, Isaiah says, whose report are you going to believe? So you believe God's report. It might be, it might be tough, but you insist on the word of God. You, you force your circumstances to comply with God's word. That's what the fight of faith is. Praise God. Let's look at this, this scripture, Philippians chapter 2, verse 20. Did I give you that? Yeah, I gave you that scripture. I, did I give you that? It looks, I think I want chapter 1, verse 20, not 220. Praise God. It looks like today I have all my scriptures at the right places today. Praise God. Okay, so I, I got a hold of this scripture when I, when I was a teenager, and I meditated on this scripture. And Paul says something really striking. He says, according to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed. But with, with all boldness as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. Now, I like the fact that he says he wanted Jesus to be magnified in his body. Not sickness magnified in his body. Not disease and infirmity. No, he says Jesus to be magnified. If Jesus is magnified, there's no room for all the negativities of the devil. No, you you allow Jesus to manifest himself in your body. He can manifest himself in your health, in your finances and everything that concerns you. And that's actually what the fight of faith is. Because I told you Satan is defeated, right? The devil is defeated, but he doesn't give up. 
The fact that Jesus defeated him doesn't mean he will not make the effort if you allow him. He's a rebel. That's what the Bible says. He must reign until all his enemies are under his feet. So we subdue him, we subdue his activities with the word of God. It's your job to do so. You know, some people think that, um, that I, I heard that individuals who even say there's no devil. They don't believe in the devil. That they, then Jesus is a liar, right? Because Jesus talked about the devil. And some people also think that uh, there are not demons. All the demons are probably in Africa. <laughs> they think like America doesn't have demons are everywhere. Evil spirits are everywhere. But God has given us power over them. Praise God. We have authority over them and we must exercise authority over them. Exercise authority. Hallelujah. The name of Jesus is given to you to exercise, to live in. Praise God. That's why he says he's given us his name to live by his name. Praise God. Praise God. So you have the name of Jesus. Do you know that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? God is not trying to make you righteous. The Bible says that he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God. What if you do something wrong? Are you still the righteousness of God? It's like Papa, someone who you are a regular human being. If you fall down, does it make you less of a human being? But that's how we behave sometimes, because our feelings... That's the problem. Our feelings may not be in line with God's word, but we have to look at God. God's word is absolute reality. And that's why I'm talking about the fight of faith. You don't look at your present circumstances. You look at the truth of God's word. You You only say, I believe God's word. God has said this about me. My feelings may not be in line with that. What I feel in my body may not be in agreement with what the word says, but I'm going to insist on it anyhow. Praise God. And do you know that that was what Abraham did? He's an extraordinary man of faith. The Bible says that he was 100 years old. His wife had been barren, couldn't give birth. And God shows up and says, you are going to have a child. How would you believe such a thing? But the Bible says that against hope, Abraham believed in hope. He believed the word. He was fully persuaded that what everything that God has said, it was going to come to pass. And because of that, the Bible says God accounted it to him for righteousness. He believed God's word. You have to believe God's word and act that way. If you believe that you are healed, you don't, you don't lay down. You get up. You do what healed people do. There might be pain, but I'm healed in Jesus' name. You may not feel what well the next day, I'm not going to change my confession. I am healed. Glory to God. And you walk that way. And when you begin to do that, your body will comply to the word of God. That's what God wants us to do. Praise God. Don't give up on your faith. Don't give up because you're facing challenges. I told you, the fight of faith is ensuring that your challenges comply to the word. And then the other thing that I wanted to tell you is learn to use the name of Jesus. Learn to use the name of Jesus. I remember someone shared a scripture with me, which I've used before. You remember Peter and John at a gate called the temple, going to the temple, the gate called Beautiful? 
They didn't say we didn't have anything. They said, silver and gold have I not, but such as I have, give I thee. They knew that they had the name of Jesus. And every Christian, every child of God has got the name of Jesus. That name is given to you to live. You live in the name of Jesus. That's the Bible says, whatsoever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of Jesus. So you've got to exercise, use the name of Jesus over your body, over your finances. That's what what walking in faith is. You may not feel well, but I'm going to use the name. I said it today, it didn't work, Mm -mm, I still feel the pain, I'll say it the next day. It's It's called stubborn faith. You know what stubborn faith is? Your faith is not given up. Until the circumstances comply, you are not going to give up. Yeah. I've had testimonies of this. I told you that I got sick in Ghana. I was terribly sick. They they took me to the hospital. They gave me drips. And then they discharged me the next day. I got home and I was worse. I wasn't better. I took all the the medication, all everything. They tested for everything. For HIV, all of it came negative. They, the doctor said, I am fine. But I wasn't fine. Right. And I got hold of the word. I said, mm, I refuse to let Satan lord his sickness over my body. And every day I'll say, I'm healed in the name of Jesus. I feel bad. I, 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 have, I have weakness in my knees. I said, in the name of Jesus, I'm healed. Amen. I kept at it. I, I'm not going to give up. Until the circumstances comply. That's what the fight of faith is. Don't give up on your faith. There are people that use their faith today. They use the word of God today. And the next day they give up. It didn't work. Oh, we, we tried it yesterday. That, are you sure that stuff works? Let's try something else. <laughs> but the word of God is infallible. The word of God is absolute truth. Jesus never lied to us. His word is dependable. And Papa, that's why I like the study that we had in Fire Starters. We talked about the integrity of God's word. Amen. God's word is trustworthy. Yes. You can count on it. You can put your faith on it. That's right. I've told people, it's been, a, it's been a long while I've put a drug in my body. Not that I'm a super human being somewhere. I insist on the word. Amen. I feel pain in my body. The first thing to do is not to rush for a drug. Heal in Jesus' name. Amen. That's the that's the you have to consciously yes. train yourself to respond spiritually. Yes. You respond in the spirit first. Yes. Don't respond in the flesh. Yeah. When you feel pain in your body, lay your hands. Mm-hmm. I'm not I, I'm not sharing something that I, for years I've not taken a drug, yeah. no medicine in my body, because then I found out that the name of Jesus works better. You, you, look at what the word says. The word of God is quick and powerful, Amen. sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, of joints and of marrow. And it's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. What that means is that where the doctor's medicine can't go, the word of God can go there. Right. God's word can go to your bones. Yes. Every fiber of your being can be affected by God's word. If you only speak the word of God. Don't be quiet. The Christianity is called the great confession. It's, you, you have to be a talking Christian. 
You have to decide how, what the kinds of, the kind of results that you want to see in your life. I, I, I've decided that I want my life to be consistent with the word. Everything that Jesus has made me, I'm going to be everything he's made me. I remember I wrote something down. That's my goal in life, to be everything that Jesus has made me. Because you can live below your calling. There are many Christians who have died so early, not because God took them. Let's look at Peter. You remember Peter and Jesus on the water, right? And Jesus was walking on the water. And, and the disciples were scared. And, and Jesus said, I'm the one. And Peter said, Master, if it is you, make me come. And Jesus said, come. Yeah. And the man, Peter, stepped out of the boat and was walking on the water. Yeah. Can he, have you thought about that? Mm-hmm. There was a man, aside Jesus, who walked on water. Yes. Yeah. But something happened. The Bible says when he saw the winds were bostrous, he began to sink. He considered, he forgot the word of the master. The word, the word of the master was what made him to walk on the water. Jesus has come. So he stepped on that word and he was walking on the water. But he observed lying vanities. He observed the challenges. He observed the winds. And as he began to observe, he began to sink. And now look, look at something interesting. Jesus didn't say, oh, Peter, you want to drown in my presence? No, no, that's not possible. The Bible said Jesus reached out and got him. Because he could have died in, in front of Jesus. Many Christians have died in the presence of God. You have to act on God's word. God is expecting to act on his word. Act on the word. Decide that your body must comply. Your finances ought to be consistent. For instance... God has made prosperity available to you. And there are principles in God's word to apply. But you have Christians who don't give their tithe. There are Christians who don't operate those principles. How would you be prosperous then? Because you are not doing God's word. I like Papa. I was meditating on this scripture today. The Bible says God is able to make all grace or earthly favor come to you in abundance. Can we look at that scripture, please? I, I want us to look at it. Jeremy, I didn't, give you, I didn't give you that scripture, but I'll just mention it if you could get it for me. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. God is able to make all grief on the Amplified, or the Amplified classic could be very fine. <clears throat> he says, and God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing, Come to you in abundance, so that you may always and under all circumstances, oh boy, and under all circumstances, and whatever the need be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support, and furnish in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. Yes. What is scripture? Hallelujah. I saw this scripture several years ago. I said, Lord, this is how my life is going to be. Amen. Furnish unto all good works. So I operate the financial principle of God's word. God says give. Give a tenth. You give. That's how you get prosperous every day. That's why I said God is not trying to make you prosperous. He's not trying to. He's not trying to heal you. He's not trying to make you well. He already did all of those things. The Bible says he... 
He was rich, yet for our sakes he became poor. That we through his poverty might be made rich. Peter says that he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. He's everything that we require, he's given unto us. So what are you supposed to do? You live in them. You operate them. You manifest them. Whatever you require, you bring it forth. Because they are already yours in the spirit. Praise God. So lay hands. Lay hands on your body. Lay hands on your children. Command them to be healed. Listen. Listen, you have to have a personal testimony of the efficacy of God's word. Amen. You have to have. Decide that you will have a testimony. Praise God. Yeah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. So let's go over to the fight of faith. God says, fight. Don't keep quiet. Don't allow Satan rule over your body. Don't allow him rule in your home. No, don't allow him. God is not going to do it for you. He's asked you to do that. There are Christians who are crying, oh God, please help me. Come and help me. That's wrong praying. God says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. He's not say, ask. He didn't say, ask me to re- resist him. He didn't say that. He said, you resist him. Because when you do, he will flee from you. Praise God. Resist him. He will flee. Because God knows there's something in the devil that he can't stand faith. Praise God. All right. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 6 verse 16. What the Bible says about our faith. It says, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. All of them. Listen, the devil is not, many Christians give credence or they give a lot of credit to Satan. Oh, the devil is doing this in my life. He's just messing up everything. How did you allow him to do that? You don't allow him. If you, if you give him a chance, he will take you him out. <laughs> Praise God. So don't allow him. Don't allow the devil. There's a scripture in 2 Corinthians that I'm looking at of Romans where he says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God. I'm talking about 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 3 to 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. I told you already, your fight is not with your neighbor. Your neighbor is not your problem. Your mother-in-law, you know, like in Africa, people have problems with their mom-in-laws. And, <laughs> and so they live in the same house and they direct prayers to their mother-in-law's house. You witch. You know. God says your mom, your mother-in-law is not your problem. Your neighbor is not your problem. We do not. It's for, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. There's, there's something I want to say. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. This is the part I want you to see. Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. I told you that's what the fight of faith is. You subdue every thought, every reasoning, every argument. That is against the knowledge of God. God has made you victorious. Satan was saying, mm. listen, people, Christians are always trying to become what God already made them. 
That's the problem in the garden. That's how, you remember what Satan told Adam and Eve? Oh, if you eat of the fruit, you become. You become like, but they were already like God. They were made in the image of God. And Satan comes to lie to them. God knows that you'll be wise and become like him. And that's, it's the same strategy today. He's trying, listen, if you pray hard and hard enough, you get healed. The reason why you have to pray a lot, you have to do this, you have to struggle every day to get this. No, he's already blessed you. All you need to do is appropriate that blessing in your life every day. That's what God wants us to do. Praise God. Give no place to the devil, the Bible says. Don't give him a chance. Resist him and he will flee. Praise God. Put the word of God to work in your life. God is expecting you to do that. I, think, I heard a story about Kenneth Hagin who told a story about having a revelation. Jesus was talking to him. And there's this demon spirit that came and was, was disturbing and saying a lot, distracting him. And he was quiet. He was thinking to Jesus to do something about it. And then after a point, he got fed up. He was tired, and he, he commanded the devil to leave. And the, the devil went. And then he asked, and Jesus told him, if he didn't do anything about it, I couldn't have done anything. Right. I'm like, what? What do you mean? Yeah. Are you saying that you wouldn't do anything or you couldn't have? Jesus says he couldn't have. Because the authority to cast out devils is given to the church. He's given us all power. The Bible says, he says, all authority. He gave us power to cast out devils. He gave us power to heal the sick. So don't be asking him to heal the sick. When there's a sickness in your home, heal in Jesus' name. Not calling for God to heal him. Mm -mm. That would take a long time. I'm showing you the shorter, the the fastest way to have results. Praise God. Apply God's word and we will con- consistently move from glory to glory to glory to glory. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We just give you praise. Thank you that you've called us to fight the good fight of faith. To insist on your word. To have your word rule over our bodies, our minds, our emotions, our circumstances, Heavenly Father. Thank you that you already overcame. You overcame for us, Jesus. We are not trying to overcome the devil. He already overcame for us. And we insist on our victory. In our health, we insist on our victory. In our finances, we insist on our victory, Lord. We give you praise tonight. We worship you, Lord Jesus. And if you are sick in your body, I want you to place your hands. Place your hands over, over that part of your body. And I speak to your body now. Be healed in Jesus' name. Receive healing right now. Wholeness in the name of Jesus. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. To the tip of your toes. Be healed completely in Jesus name. The Bible says that anyone that the son has set free. Everyone he set free is free indeed. You are free of your infirmity. In the name of Jesus. You are made whole in Jesus mighty name. Be healed. Be made well. I command you to receive your sight. Problems in your eyes to go in Jesus name. Be well in Jesus name. Receive strength in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you praise tonight. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you for coming, and I thank you, Pastor Dave, again, for the opportunity. Amen. If you want prayer, 
you can come forward. Amen. Oh, I don't see him, that's why. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.